Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We're going to fulfill those commitments. No one's going to lose any money. We're going to move that to the end of October to make sure October 30th, 31st, we're going to fulfill those commitments until no one uh, loses anything. But I want to tell the people here what happened. They allocated $76 million for this program for the whole year. They blew through it in two months. So they came back to us and said, we just blew through $76 million of the taxpayers' money in two months. By the way, we want another $224 million out of each and every one of your pockets. Nice, eh? That is Doug Ford today speaking about another green program in Ontario that's going to be gone because they're falling faster than the boreal forest. And, and you should you should celebrate, not because you hate Mother Earth, not because you don't care, but because these are, these are tax scams. So he has canceled cap and trade. He's now canceled the uh, I Want Free Trinkets rebate program. And now he's canceled what I like to call the rich man's subsidy, also known as uh, Ontario's electric and hydrogen vehicle incentive program. I like my name. My, my, my name's better. Um, and this does, this program never made much sense. You can get 5000 to $14,000 to pick up a, an electric car. Fine. But the people getting the rebates were people who could afford a $100,000 uh, Tesla. So they were getting like 14000 back. I love giving... I love giving a huge subsidy to a, a rich person. It makes me feel so good. I can't rub two cents together to help myself, but I, here's $14,000 so you can have a little weekend car to go to Muskoka, save the planet, plant a tree. So this is gone. And as uh, Mr. Ford said, this was like $76 million in just one year. And folks are, are losing their minds. The climate change and environment, environment minister, she may need therapy by the end of the week. But there's absolutely no evidence of accounting for this program. And again, no evidence that people were getting into electric cars. And hey, by the way, if you want one, buy one with your money. Let's bring in Aaron Woodrick. He is with the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, and he joins me now. Aaron, uh, not even uh, not even sworn in yet, and there is a very stark difference from the last government to this. And all things green being cut down. But the big one, I think, for a lot of people is the electric cars. And the, and the bottom line is, if you want to buy it, that's fine. But I don't think that the taxpayers should not have to subsidize these things anymore. No. And, you know, all along, the real, real travesty here, Alex, has been that most of these electric cars, we're talking six-figure cars. These are luxury vehicles that are very, very expensive. Only very wealthy people can even think about buying them in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so it's regular taxpayers, you know, everyday uh, Joes that have to go to a nine-to-five job that are subsidizing these cars for super wealthy people. So it was just outrageous. And I'm very happy to see that this is something this government's getting rid of. Right. And and so... Let's talk about the costing of it, because you'll always get the argument saying, well, it was a good investment because we were moving people out of, you know, fossil fuel cars into newer cars. But I don't 
I mean, the, the percentage, did was there ever any analysis of the success rate of the province or the checks and balances of are we getting any return on our on our investment? Well, no, there wasn't. And, and I think the, the real problem with the argument that people make about this is that that is only that, that would only be relevant if the cars we were talking about were, you know, it was a difference of a couple thousand dollars. You know, if there was a, a family household making 50, 60 grand and they were debating between two cars and one was a green car and, you know, a subsidy might change their mind, there might be an argument there. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about cars that are $100,000. These are cars that the people who are buying them, they can afford them with or without the subsidy. It doesn't make any difference. They would buy it anyway. And so I think it, this was just a colossal waste of money. Frankly, it was a transfer from less wealthy people to really wealthy people. And that is just wrong. Right. Uh, the, the environment uh, minister, the climate change and environment minister, I should not get that wrong or she'll get very upset. I mean, she's been pretty angry, as has Jerry Butts, who's been weighing in on Twitter over everything that Mr. Ford has been announcing so far, which tells me he's doing something right because they are pushing ahead at the federal level with a carbon tax on a national level, even though the liberals at the provincial level just got a complete pounding yeah, and, and look, I think that uh, I think the Trudeau government's going to have to have a rethink about this stuff. The reality is the tide has turned on the carbon tax. You know, I wouldn't have said that to you a year ago. Mm-hmm. I'm confident seeing it now. People can see through the myths. Um, they can see through the argument that this is going to save the planet. It is not going to save the planet. It's going to raise a lot of money for government, and it's not going to do an iota to stop climate change. So it, I think people are seeing through it now. And frankly, any government that is pushing these uh, carbon taxes and green subsidies better think twice or they may get a licking at the ballot box. Yeah, I mean, we, we saw, you know, announcements coming out of solar companies and other green initiatives today saying, well, we're not even going to talk to Ontario because there's no point. So they're looking, you know, at the NDP now in, let's say, Alberta. But the bottom line is that they don't seem to be reading the tea leaves or, or understanding, picking up what was put down on June 7th. No, absolutely not. And it's never a surprise to me, Alex, when the, the people on the receiving end of free handouts from government are upset when somebody turns the tap off. That shouldn't be a shock to anyone. Um, but these are not the kind of businesses we should want in Ontario. If you, if you claim you're a private sector business and the only way you can survive right. is with taxpayers giving you handouts forever, that's really not the kind of business we should be interested in having. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see the conversation change to, you know, what did this do for lower um, income people? I mean, there there were not too many people under, you know, the $50,000 range that were, were reaping the rewards from rebate po- uh, programs like, you know, ones that gave you windows and, and pricey little um, trinkets uh, for your thermostat. These people were not getting any benefit. This was really geared towards those in the upper earning sector. Is that correct? That's, that is largely true. And also, when you look at it from the other side, from the companies, the solar companies, there were a lot of well-connected people who were very well-connected with the McGuinty and Wynn governments who've done very well for themselves as a result of these guaranteed feed-in rates, subsidies. Um, a lot of people got rich off of this, Alex. Yeah. I don't think that's an exaggeration. And that, again, is just wrong uh, when there are plenty of Ontarians just struggling to make ends meet. Okay. And so overall, I mean, we're only, well, not even... I guess we're now today, two weeks in. Are you encouraged by the moves that you're seeing being made? 
I certainly am encouraged with their their first uh, priority being getting rid of cap and trade. I think that's a fantastic move. Um, you know, everything they've announced so far is 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 good. Um, I am concerned on the on the spending side. I've got you know I'm waiting to see where they're going to be able to clamp down on spending because remember we got a big hole to dig out of. Doug Ford has been handed a very very deep hole. He's yeah. got to find a way out of, and it's going to take some tough decisions. So I'm certainly wait to see what those are. You know, I I would like, and I think a lot of other people would like to see a real deep dive audit, something that we saw like with Don Drummond. Do you get the sense that that's the kind of audit we are going to see, or we or are you worried that we might be just getting lip service on that? No, I, I think they will certainly take the time. I think, frankly, it's in their own best interest to take their time and figure it out. Uh, but once they do have the numbers, once they have numbers that they are confident in, it's still going to take some hard choices. I frankly don't believe it's possible to balance the budget without producing any jobs, for example. I think that's going to have to happen. It's just a question of doing it, I think, as, as uh, Premier Designate said, you know, responsibly and, and reasonably. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, we had the credit, uh, uh, the outlook credit downgraded. And also this week, is it Fitz's or Fritz's or the other credit agency, the big one, also said that they have downgraded Ontario's outlook to to negative. So at what point will they possibly downgrade Ontario um, officially uh, under this new government? How long do they generally wait? I think they'll probably wait to see an economic update or a budget, so six months to a year at the most. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just the more, all the more reason, Alex, for this government to get a handle on finances. If this government shows that it's willing to get control of spending, that will result in, in our credit stabilizing or even improving. And that means lower interest rates. That's good for all of us. Right. So what else would you like then? What do you think Ford has to do, um, you know, in the next six months to, to show that he it really is not not delivering just soundbite policy, but actual uh, savings and getting the books in order, which is what people want. I think, first of all, whatever type of audit they do, they need to have the results in six months or at least in enough time to prepare for a budget next spring. Mm-hmm. And in that budget, Alex, they need to have a clear path back to balance. You know, we like to see it sooner rather than later, but they really need to get there. And if they lay that plan out and they stick to it, uh, I think you will see that the rating agencies will respond in kind. Yeah, and just before I let you go, we have we have a lot of people saying, you know, they've canceled all these green programs, they've canceled uh, cap and trade, which means millions of dollars has been blown. Uh, in the in the case of of cap of cap and trade, you have uh, businesses that have spent a couple of billion dollars buying these credits, but they don't get that money back, and they they don't get a refund, let's say. And so how do you make those businesses whole again or those who um, you know, wanted to take care, uh, advantage of these programs from getting back their money um, or getting a fair break? Yeah, that's a challenge. That is a real big policy question for the government. You can't always let yourself be trapped in bad policies just because there's costs. Sometimes the, the long-term cost is higher if you don't just suck it up now. But it is a fair point for a lot of those companies. They have sunk money into it, and the government's going to have to look at how, if they compensate them in some way or another. Do you think that's the route they'll go? It's not clear. It is a huge chunk of change, um, but there might be partial compensation. I I really don't know. It's not something that uh, they've made any indication about. Yeah, it's just the noise has started saying, "Okay, great, you've canceled it. But how are you going to fix what we've already paid for? And and so it's a a wait and see game. Aaron, we'll stay tuned and see what it's uh, canceled as of uh, tomorrow morning. Thanks a lot, Alex. That is Aaron Woodrick uh, from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. So a lot of uh, good advice here. On Point on Global News Radio.